You're listening to RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. The views and opinions expressed by our guests, hosts, and or DJs do not, we repeat, do not reflect the official policy or position of RGV Titan Radio, our affiliates, or our sponsors. RGVTitanRadio.com. We are the 956. to the Moving Oil Podcast here on RGV Titan Radio. We are the 956. We are your hosts. I am Will. And I'm Bob. And Will, do you really want to jump? Do you want to? <laughs> because we're taking some leaps today for this holiday season, bro. Oh, I tell you what, man. We are getting the the uh, the Christmas season started early with this one. With, uh, with what else do you start off a Christmas season than with a Shane Black joint, dude? Like, right? Seriously. I like that you called it a Shane Black joint. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I was like, I mean, what else yeah, do, man. Do, you, do you call them films? Like, just like action I, film extraordinaires? Like, what do you call them? Yeah. Like, Shane Black has a serious heart on for the holiday season, man. And I, I don't blame him at all. In fact, I kind of appreciate the fact that he's taken this holiday and made it his own and basically set each and every one of his movies during Christmas. It's fantastic, man, and it, it it leaves it leaves room for the argument. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? If I say it is, it is. What are you going to do? You don't have a podcast <laughs> called Movie Know It All. We do. Fight me. Christmas movie. <laughs> like technically, Scrooge is. I mean, if if Die Hard is a, is a Hall- is a Christmas movie, then like a Christmas Carol is because let's face it. I mean, they both take place during Christmas. Enough said, right? Right. That's all. That's <laughs> yeah. it. That's all you need. That's all you need. You know? I mean, Christmas isn't the focus of either of them. It just so happens, you know. But but anyway, let's uh let, let's get some let's get some stuff out of the way, man. Uh, did you watch anything this week, man? Anything good? Anything uh, that caught your attention? Anything that changed your life? Uh, I actually started watching uh, American Horror Story '84. Uh, oh, okay. Which, which is uh, so far I haven't finished it, but uh, so far it's weird and cool. Uh, I'm, I'm like a slasher. It it is, but they're like doing some sort of, I don't know, man. Everybody and their mother's trying to do flashpoint and like, flashpoint. yeah, man. Like it's, it's one of those, like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on in the show. There's like (laughs) some sort of repeater guy that just pops up and he's like, I'm not supposed to die here. And then he just keeps dying. And like, I don't know. It's a weird show. I like it. It's so weird. Like, I'm enjoying it. I really am. But, like, I mean, we finished The Office for the 400th time this week. Like, so you would, would you say that it's got kind of a happy death day uh, uh, vibe the ep- going on? The episode that I was on sort of did. Like, I'm a little, um, like, I guess perturbed by how handsome the guy that got to play Richard Amitas is because Richard Amitas is in this one. And oh, like, snap. Really? I'm I'm into it though, but it's because I do like uh, alternate surreal realities in movies. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Like ever since like Tarantino started, I'm sure other people have done it, but oh, like yeah. my first real like like watching it and like, damn, that was kind of cool. Was um, Inglorious Bastards? I fucking adore. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. but like I said, I I really love those alternate reality 
like sorts of films and like that's kind of what american horror story 84 is it's like an alternate reality i love that too and 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 i honestly think that uh because he's done that with django and chain he did that with uh with uh, uh like you said uh, once upon a time hollywood and then glorious bastards I, yeah. I i love that he's basically making his own genre of film like alternate universe historical dramas yeah you it's know? kind of fun like it's it's pretty cool and that's sort of what uh american horror story 84 is kind of doing and like but i have no idea where it's going like that's the good thing about american horror story like you're confused until the end and then you're usually blown away so and is, is it true are they continuing the tradition the, the fact that each and every season is a different story in yeah. its own different continuity it, it is and it isn't like they're all like very much like the tarantino verse they're all sort of connected or some of them are connected to others like mm -hmm. But they all have the same cast. Like each season yeah. has the same cast. Yeah, a lot of them have the same cast. Like a lot of the same uh, actors come back and they play different roles. But it's pretty good. Like it's it's genuinely pretty cool, man. Like I, I'm enjoying it so far. I haven't finished it yet, but uh, I look forward to finishing it. I'll probably finish it in the next couple of days. Like oh, I'm sure I'm gonna watch a few episodes tonight. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Like so I checking that out. So, uh, any anything else uh, that's that's caught your eye or on your radar, or uh, anything that you're looking forward to watching? No, nah, I mean not. Uh, well, I'm I'm looking forward big time to Snyder's cut of Justice League. I'm excited that Wonder Woman '84 is gonna finally drop on Christmas. That's exciting. So that's like some some news that just hit. Uh, I mean, you guys are gonna be listening to this a couple weeks after we record it, but yeah, man, the the news just hit. It's a big time blow for for theaters, and it really big sucks. Time. But at the same time, like, what else are you gonna do, man? You gotta like, you gotta get with the times, man. Unfortunately, yeah. like we're in, we're in a really dark place in our in our world right now, especially in this country. Like, there's a pandemic happening, whether you yeah. choose to whether you choose to believe it or not. It's hitting some of us closer to home than you'd like to think, man. Yeah. And like, it, it, it's, it's, it does suck. Cause I miss the theater. God, do I miss going oh, to yeah. the movies? Like I really miss going to the movies, but like, it's, it's exciting. It's good. It, I'm glad. And everybody misses the theater. Like, like, let's just face it. Like everybody misses the theater. Everybody wants to go back. All right. Oh, but everybody time. wants to feel safe when they go back. And it's not about being fearful or anything. It's about being smart and safe. Right. So once this whole situation is passed, I truly and wholeheartedly believe that the, that the theater uh, industry will come back. Oh, I'm sure and it will. I, I don't, I don't, I, I, maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I do believe that it will be coming back. No, I don't. I, I I think people like going to the movies way too much. Yeah. yeah. Uh, e even even with the advent of of bootleg movies and downloading them, <laughs> like long before yeah. they, they come to streaming sites, because we're impatient and we're cheap. Yeah. Uh, I've I've always liked to joke the, about the fact that we we all as a people just sort of decided we didn't want to pay for movies and music anymore and sort of got away with that. <laughs> so um, yeah, but I mean they, they're still gigantic industries. It's not like yeah. they stopped them or anything. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the they'll movie, be fine. The movie world is never going to stop as long as yeah. long as as long as people want movies, there people are going to keep making them, and yeah. we're, we're we're just moving to that next that next format that next line of how like what are we gonna how are we gonna do it this time yeah and uh unfortunately with the way things are like if you plan on making any money on your movies you have to release them you've got to release them already yeah and like hbo max is has really like thrown its name into the hat man for like the streaming site that you need to have because everybody's like not nah, netflix you know like a lot of people can't live without netflix some people can't live without prime mm -hmm. and it's getting to that point where like damn i need hbo max 
and yeah. it's unfortunate right. because that's that's what starts that that horrific trend of everybody and their mother starting a streaming site <laughs> yeah uh, and it is my god it's frustrating but like what can you do you know what i mean like i mean i've got i've got um I've got HBO Max, I've got Disney Plus, and I've got Hulu, and I got and I've got Netflix. Now, the only reason I got I got Disney Plus is because uh, being a T-Mobile customer, I got a year free. So uh, we're T-Mobile. We're T-Mobile. We didn't get any Disney Plus, like nothing. Yeah. Well, you have to you have to like sign up for it. You have to ask for it. Really? But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's still. I don't know if it's still. Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. Every, that, everybody but, has it now. It's actually it's actually up this month. So this okay, is like really? the last month I get. This is the last month I get. I get free. Uh, uh, free uh, Disney Plus. Are you going? You going uh, to re up on that? I think so, man. Because yeah. like I'm a big Mandalorian fan. I, I I watch Star Wars over and over again. Like I'm a big Star Wars fan. Don't at me, bro. But like <laughs> for real, I'm 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 just I'm just a big fan. And they keep adding uh, extra. Uh, like old school Disney cartoons to it, so oh. like, and also like with, I mean, I'm a huge fan of old school Disney cartoons, like Mickey Mouse and Goofy and stuff, yeah, and I'm also a huge fan of the old Looney Tune shorts, which, uh, HBO Max has all the old Looney Tune shorts from the thir- like the 30s and 40s and 50s, no you know, yeah, awesome. they have they have them all, and and I've been watching them with my with my daughters, and and they love them, you know. It's so, so funny. I showed my wife some old Felix the Cat cartoons on YouTube the yeah. other day, because uh-huh. like I don't know what we were talking about, and I, I remember telling her that like Felix was like, she's like, "What's that stupid cartoon about?" And we we're just, I was just talking about it because I remember I used to watch some old ones, and mm-hmm. and she was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that one." And I was like, "Do you remember the one where he has like this sort of like." just do anything like bowling bag like a purse yeah like a little bit his magic bag yeah and she was like what and i'm like (laughs) yeah and like he has like this this bag that like can do anything and there's this weird old man that wants it and she's like what the fuck are you talking about that was the the movie wasn't it yeah and like i would show her some old felix the cat and she was like this is fucking bizarre (laughs) yeah it was fun, man. It was yeah, fun. I absolutely. got a kick out of it seeing Felix the Cat in uh, in Batman Returns. <laughs> oh, good lord! Yeah, I remember that that giant Felix head. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man. Like I, I uh, um, speaking of HBO Max and uh, and all that stuff, dude. Uh, I actually uh, spent the uh, uh, spent the, the the week watching old Fresh Prince of Bel-Air episodes. Nice. And like just totally being reminded of how great and wonderful that show was, man. Like how amazing that show is. And and like getting getting uh, really into it uh, right right before they they uh, uh, they actually premiered the uh, the 30 year reunion special that they brought everybody back and they had like a little sit down with 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 all the uh, the old cast members with both uh, Aunt Vivs and stuff with That's both cool. Aunt Vivs and I got to tell you man watching because they they did her interview separately at first like mm-hmm. it was just her and Will Smith just sitting and I when I say the gloves came off dude like the gloves came off man I imagine like there that. was no there was no holding back as ah, to man, what Je- Janet Hubert has always like been very opinionated yeah yeah like very like she's not going to keep things to herself like I've noticed and, that about her like any anything I've ever seen with her she's just like I'll tell you what happened like yeah 
and and here's the thing, man. Like I and and I really, I mean, I've always liked Will Smith. Like I've never had anything any problems with him. Mm-hmm. But the way he handled the criticism that she laid on him and like like telling him what happened, mm-hmm. like the first thing he said was, "I have no idea what you went through, and I want to know what you went through. Mm-hmm. Like I want to know your story. I don't know your story." Yeah. And like that, like just opened up the floodgates, man. And and I gotta tell you, dude, I I got emotional, man. Yeah, <laughs> I got I, I, emotional. I gotta see that, man, because I don't know. If we talked about it recently, but I do. I because I, you mentioned Will Smith, that was one of the movies that I saw recently that I'd never seen before was Bad Boys for Life. Oh, what'd you think, but dude? I, I it's weird. It's kind of like um, like Men in Black. And it's, again, Will Smith, right? Yeah. Uh, in a strange way to me, because Men in Black One is like how to make a movie 101. Yeah. Like, like Men in Black Part One is one of the absolute most perfect films ever made. It's like, like Back to the Future for me. Y- yeah, it's a fantastic structure, fantastic first, second, and third acts. It's Ghostbusters good in a very different way. Yeah. And, and like, I thought Part Two was a soulless cash grab. Oh, totally, dude. Totally. However, like part three was kind of a return to form to me. I really liked Men in Black 3. And this is kind of what Bad Boys was to me. Like part one was really good. Part two was a cash grab. And part three really does return to form. The story didn't have to be as good as it was. It was Um, really good. I, I thought it was a little like you're reaching but I'm with you and I'm only with you because it's Marcus Burnett and Mike Lowry. Like (laughs) I'm only with you because I've been following these characters since the nineties. And like, it was good. Like it it was really good. It's good. And it it was like really nice to catch up with the characters Mm -hmm. and the callbacks to like, here's the thing. You'd really, it's set up to where you really don't have to watch the other movies to get what's going on in this one. Yeah, because because the storyline has nothing to do with any of the other storylines of the other two movies, but like some of the jokes, like for example, and I, I for for those that haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it. The return of one character just like had me and my wife cracking up so much because he has not changed in 20 years, dude. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about when they're yeah. at the hospital. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Like, it's it's so wild. It's such a trip to watch. And, like, it's cool, man. And I, I kind of, I liked Bad Boys for Life because Bad Boys for Life sort of, like, um, it was, it, it had a very Lethal Weapon 4 feel to me. Yeah. Like, it was a very good way to end Bad Boys. Yeah. Like, I, I hope, I don't ever want to see another Bad Boys movie. Like, well, they already know, greenlit it, so it's coming. <laughs> I, I, and I saw but that. I was going to say, like, they really do the same, they set up for uh, a, a part. Yeah. yeah, and they set up for a part four at the end of it, and it's like, yeah. dude, stop! I don't need it. Like, I don't want it. But whatever, you know what I mean? Like, some I mean, some I people think, don't know when to go out on a high note. But I know? think that they added enough enough uh, uh, to it to. Uh, uh, to expand the storyline, you know, I think they added enough to it, uh, to the characters and, and to the, uh, uh, to the story of what they want to do. I think they added enough to, to, to warrant another movie. Yeah. Know? No, they did. They totally did. They, they added something very interesting to it. Yeah. Um, but it, it which it is cliche as all fuck, but it, it, it does. That's what I was going to say. I was like, it goes a little south of suicide squad for me, but like, yeah. whatever, I'm going to watch it. Like, <laughs> Like, un- unfortunately for me, like, I- I've followed the characters too long to ignore it. Yeah. You-, you know what I mean? Like, I 
pretend Batman and Robin isn't a thing. It's a fucking thing. <laughs> and uh, I also uh, started watching, uh, I don't know if you knew this, man, but Animaniacs are back on Hulu. Oh, is that on Hulu already? I haven't Animaniacs is back on Hulu, and oh my freaking lord, dude. Yeah? It is so good. That's it fucking hype. I mean, I'm glad. They have all the old episodes up on, on Hulu, so you can watch like all, all the old ones from the 90s. Mm-hmm. But this new reboot, man, like they haven't lost a step, dude. Like, And it yeah. is so good. And it is specifically written for the people who grew up on the original. I would also, hope so. But also at the same time, it, it's it doesn't go over. Uh, it, it's it's not too mature for children. It's it's, it's first of they, all, it's it's a kids show. But second of all, like it's got that just like the original it had yeah, that underlying yeah. adult humor. They kind of. they used to write jokes for our parents in that show. <laughs> like yeah. if you go if you go back and watch it, there's a lot of like Richard Nixon jokes. Uh huh. Like fucking John F. Kennedy jokes. Like they would fucking joke about our parents would see when they were kids and yeah. like it was stuff that i didn't really get until i was older and i was like man that joke fucking right over my head when i was a kid one of the so, best jokes i've ever heard in my entire life was the fingerprints joke oh god dude <laughs> the, the fact that they got away with that like yeah. that's utterly incredible to me <laughs> like i could not fathom yeah. Like as an adult watching that and, I, and like seeing that scene, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Like I, I come home and watch that every day after school. I know. Like what the fuck that joke in? But it's not dirty though. Like it's not dirty and it's no, not, it doesn't it try is. at all, man. It's a no, filthy like, fucking joke. No, but, but when I mean dirty, I mean like they don't slather it all over. Like they don't force yeah. it down the throat, you know? I'll give you that. Like it, it, it was, it's very, it's a very subtle and clever joke. Yeah. But it's like, that's a filthy fucking joke. Yeah. Like, really and Tress McNeil, Jess, uh, Jess Harnell and uh, um, Robert Paulson are back, are all back. Boy, and they sound amazing. Boy, Jess Harnell, man. Yeah, dude. Rock sugar. Captain, <laughs> Captain fucking hero himself, man. That's yeah. awesome. I love, I love that, dude. That's fucking so cool. I got to check that out. I've been meaning to watch that. I had no idea it was out already, though. Like, yeah, man. It's so hard to keep up with, like, when shit just, shit just drops. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. It, and it up and disappears off of some of these streaming sites where, like, I'll put something like, oh, I'm going to watch that later. And then, like, a week later, like, sorry, now it's gone. Yeah, what now the it's fuck? Gone. Yeah, I hate that, man. I really hate that. Like, like I've been, I've been, like, the thing about Hulu and that what I really hate about Hulu is that if you put a movie on your watch later, mm. like, if they take it off of Hulu, It'll still be on your watch later. Like they won't yeah. take it off of your watch later. It's so the, when you go to watch it, it says this video is no longer available. You know, it's the same thing with Prime. Like it, you'll click on it and it'll say like watch now, and I'm like, no, no, I'm gonna put it in my queue. I'm gonna watch that later, yeah. and then I go back and watch it later. It's like buy movie for twelve ninety nine, rent it for three ninety nine. I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? Like it was free five minutes ago. <laughs> Dude, that happened to me like the other day. I watched John Carpenter's Vampires, and I was like, I, I didn't get. I like. I was doing stuff as I was watching it, which is fine because I've seen it a million times. But I was like, the other day, I was like, no, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch it today. Like, I actually feel like sitting down and watching it from beginning to end. And then, like, you want to buy it for $3.99? I was like, oh, go fuck a duck. <laughs> like, fuck you, Jeff yeah. Bezos. I know you listen to our show. 
<laughs> yeah, he knows everything, man. Yeah, we- why don't you go earn another billion dollars by sitting on your ass? Right. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, let's let's uh, let's get to it, man. Let's let's uh, the reason for the season, the uh, uh, the the Yuletide blessings that is Shane Black. Hell and, yeah. Uh, and the uh, seminal classic, Lethal Weapon. Now, mm-hmm. uh, I was debating on whether or not to talk about all four Lethal Weapon movies, but I think we should just speak about the first one because the first one, in my opinion, is one of the best action movies in the history of film. It's, and, it's easily a top five action movie of all time. And watching it again, like I, I get emotional emotional watching that movie and and it Absolutely. it's like die hard for me it's like predator for like freaking shane black right like it's like yeah, any it's like, I, exactly <laughs> it's like any schwarzenegger movie it's like any uh a, a, a 80s uh bruce willis movie or or uh or uh sylvester stallone movie watching those movies just just like brings me like pleasure like the the same pleasure that any drug will give me i know i'm over exaggerating but it, there's there's really barely, only one, one way i can describe it <laughs> you're barely over exaggerating i i've 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 uh i've tasted a few drugs nothing that'll kill me yeah like i'm I'm terrified of that shit like if you can overdose from it i have not tried it but like <laughs> I, I've, I've tried a couple psychedelics you know and stuff yeah. like that and like i get what you mean though there's a very real um pleasure and happiness that comes from the nostalgia of these action films like shane black kind of wrote my childhood yeah and and i think that's what it is yeah like there's and these movies are are fucking timeless like lethal weapon is still good now it's a it's a different time but it's still good like there's there's something so fun and wild about it and it's such a good if it, it, it fuck the fact that it's Danny Glover and Mel Gibson which is probably one of the main reasons it's as successful as it is yeah uh, it's I'll so say it is the reason but here's the thing the story the first lethal because let me let me let me try to explain this part two three and four I know we weren't going to talk about them very much but part two three and four are only part two three and four because part one was so good yeah. Because the story was so clever. Yeah. It was such an interesting idea. And it was you you get buddy cop movies, but you you've they've never really had the and you've had the reluctant buddy cops, but like the thing that was really good about this one is they didn't like each other. Yeah. Like they don't like each other throughout most of the movie. They work really well together. Like Danny Glover thinks he's a psycho. And <laughs> like, that's the whole point behind him, is is what what is it like? Like either everybody, uh, everybody can't, nobody wants to work with me. So I'm fucked or everybody thinks I'm trying to yeah. get a psycho pension and that no one wants to work with me. So then I'm fucked. Yeah. Like he either, either he's a suicidal cop and nobody wants to work with him or he's faking it and he's trying to draw a pension and nobody wants to work with him. Yeah. Like either way yeah. he's fucked. And yeah. like, that's such an interesting idea. Like it's such an interesting take on a buddy cop movie that like they've never really yeah. done before. Like, which at the time, which at the time wasn't really a thing, right? Like they had, I mean, they had uh, the the gritty uh, uh, cop uh, cop movies and and cop yeah. stuff, you know. You had but like at, at the, Sundance, but yeah, you know, like you had you had that thing, but but this type of chemistry hadn't been, I don't think, had been seen in a movie uh, done this well, at least. No, not uh, this at well. the time. Now this movie was directed by by Richard Donner, who had just gotten off of of making uh, I. Think just gotten off making uh uh the uh the um superman 
He had he had just done super well. He had done Superman in seventy seven. This movie came out in eighty seven. Okay, okay. And, and when did part two come out? Because he he was working on it before they like took it away from and, him. And uh, well, that's a thing. He was working on it in seventy seven. Oh, okay. Uh, and well, yeah. and uh, they they actually started doing. They actually reshot the whole movie in uh, 70, 78, 79 and it was released in nineteen eighty. I'd like to take right? a moment to address Richard Donner for a second, if I could. Hey, yes, sir, Richard. <laughs> thanks for, for tales from the crypt, buddy. <laughs> for real, no. Like, if it wasn't for Richard Donner and fucking, uh, goddamn, who else was it? Oh, I feel so bad. There's like some tales Robert from the crypt fans. There you go, Zemeckis, and there was somebody else. I can't remember Spielberg? who else. No, what was it? Spielberg. No, 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 not Spielberg. It was Richard Donner, Robert Zemeckis, and son of a bitch. It, I mean. And Come, it's, on, it's, fan. Come on, super fan. Come on, super fan. It sucks because he's such a fucking good director too, and like I can't remember his name. Either way, moving on, like a lot of it, a lot of it had to do with Richard Donner being a fan of the EG comics as a kid. So it's it's yeah. like Tales from the Crypt is one of my all time favorite shows. So I really want to take a moment to thank Richard Donner for that. Thanks, Dick. We appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Dick. <laughs> so, so yeah, man, he had he had done the Richard Pryor movie, The Toy, which is one of my all time favorite Great movies. Movie. I, don't what it, I don't care what anybody says. That's a good movie, man. It, it is a it is a good movie, but they called it The Toy because they didn't want to call the movie The Child Slave Owner. <laughs> that thing, like it's so like it's so of its time. Yeah, you know? it really fucking is. But that's okay. that's the thing. That's the thing about Richard Pryor's humor, dude. Is that uh, he's very self-deprecating in his in his racial identity. You know. Like, yeah, absolutely. So and that's what made him so good, I guess. But uh, uh, he had just come off of making uh, um, the Goonies, uh, and then going from that kids movie to this movie, and hell of a jump. Like, like a big time uh, 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 jump in tone and everything. And the way Shane Black writes, it's. Um, it like like the it's very dialogue heavy and character driven, and I and I don't know I don't know if anybody else could have tackled the movie this way because Richard Donner does kind of have that eye for drama and humor, you know. Yeah, he's very good at putting it together. And believe it or not, you actually saw it in in uh, in the toy. Like the, oh, like yeah. that, that it was very. It was very. I wouldn't say heavy handed, but it was there, and you could no, see it. it. Like you could see the message. There's a very good drama in that movie. Like there's a very good like drama to it, and it's 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 a good movie. It's still it's still one of those movies that I think everybody should watch. I don't think everybody would enjoy. Oh, no, um, it's very uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's not for everybody, especially if you're sensitive to racial issues. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's that's the thing with movies and music. Like it should make you uncomfortable enough to think. Yeah, uh, and that's that's one of those movies. You, whether you like what you think or not, it's 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 a movie that everybody should watch at some point in time. You should watch the Toy with Richard Pryor. It's a good film. So uh, I'm about to blow your mind, bro. So blow it. Uh, so um, this movie uh, stars Danny Glover, <laughs> starring as 50 year old Lieutenant Murtaugh. Yep. And <laughs> and at the time he was actually 30 years old. No, he was actually 40 years old. Wow, okay. good for him. Okay, and uh, Mel Gibson playing thirty-eight-year-old Detective Riggs. Yeah, at the time he was thirty years old. Yeah. 
So like both these guys are playing like way older than way they older actually than are. Yeah. And 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 have you did you ever have you ever seen that meme or or that uh, that uh, uh, web page where it show it has proof that people in the past actually aged faster? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like uh, Danny Glover looks like he's in his fifties, man. Yes, he does. And and he absolutely and, uh, does. And uh, um, and the other guy freaking looks like he's in his forties, like in his late thirties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, what's the deal with that, man? I have no idea, man. Like, I, I'm because I'm, I'm still watching it as we speak. Like, this is one of those movies that I don't, I don't have to watch in order to review it. Like, <laughs> it's it's forever like burned into my head and like like i had said earlier like me and my wife were like we our copy like for whatever reason the tv doesn't play the audio on my copy i'll never understand why uh so we had to to watch it on another platform and when like we put it on and the audio wasn't working she was like do you really need it like do you really need the audio and i'm like (laughs) no i don't but like I want it. And then like, we start watching it and like, we're watching this scene with the Christmas tree and like, <laughs> that's a real badge. I'm a real cop. And this is a real fucking gun. And like <laughs> dropping the dialogue. And she's like, you didn't need it with the voice. Yeah. You just didn't need it. I'm like, I know I don't need it, but I, I can still watch it. Can I like shit? I like this movie. Who watches music videos on mute? I know, right? <laughs> Unless there are there's slaughter music videos. <laughs> so, oh, I saw so, slaughter in concert. Not cool. <laughs> so uh, here, so th- this the the thing that makes this movie, man, is the chemistry between Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Like it's these so two guys none, make dude. this freaking movie. Okay, we 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 the we're introduced to uh, uh, to Detective Riggs. He's walking out naked and walking around his 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 uh uh his awesome beachfront his beachfront trailer, which is like every single man's dream to live on, on the beach with what his dog. Was literally <laughs> my dream until I met my wife. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, like, mine too. Mine too. Like, was, seriously, that was what my dad wanted before he passed away. That was my dad's goal was to make enough money to buy a small trailer and put it on the beach somewhere. Like, that was his goal before he got sick and passed away. And, like, even then, like, when I was a kid, that's all I ever wanted. I just want to make enough money to fucking buy a little mobile home and put it, like, somewhere near the beach. Like, something cool. It's still kind of a goal. Like, but, like, I remember being a kid and watching this and thinking, like, that's got to be the fucking greatest thing in the entire fucking world. Just (laughs) you and your dog, the beach. That's awesome. Yeah. And they cut to Murtaugh and we see, we see him. Okay, so I don't know if this was ever okay or like what what the point of this was they barge in on him while he's taking a bath not a shower a bath he's soaking in the tub he's soaking in the tub and and they burst in all his kids his teenage daughter his like 10 year old daughter and his teenage son yeah you know and i I don't know man like am am i wrong for feeling no, but like yeah, I have. But then again, that's how close they are. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like it's one oh, of those it's things. That kind of family, huh? <laughs> right. Like it's it's hard not it's hard not to watch that part and go Ugh. like yeah. it's a little uncomfortable. But at the same time, like I'm and here's something a lot of people may not know about me, uh, but I'm certainly not quiet about this. Like I tell you, I tell anybody this. Um, the bathroom, to me is the only place that should never be like fucked with when it comes to privacy yeah like 
when you get married and you have kids, you give up your your right to privacy. You don't have it anymore. God, you get, do I know that? Like you get <laughs> you get private moments. You yeah. have moments of privacy, and I feel the bathroom should be that moment. I, I understand that when you have little kids, like infants and toddlers, like you'll 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 get that. You know what I mean? Like you'll you'll uh. You'll you'll have them, you know, stick their fingers under the door and pound on the door and shit like that. But like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, at some point they get older and then it becomes like, leave me alone. Unless the house is on fire, don't bother me. Yeah. Like I'm like that when I go to the bathroom. Like I've told my wife before, like, unless something's on fire, don't call me. Like yeah. you don't need you don't whatever you want to talk to me about can wait until after I'm done with the restroom. Mm-hmm. Like there's no conversation that we need to have through the door. You don't need to brush your teeth while I'm taking a shit. Like, wait. And I know some people, some people they're real like, no, dude, I go into the bathroom all the time when my when my significant other's in the restroom. Like, why? Like, are you afraid they're gonna jump out the fucking window? Like, <laughs> like stop, dude. Like, I, I hate that. Like, I always tell like I've told Patty before, because like sometimes like she sees something. And she gets real excited about it, and she'll like come and run to the door, and she's like, "Babe, I just saw this," and I'm like, "Son of a bitch!" Like, just yeah. wait. like we can talk about this in a minute. We can talk about it in a minute. <laughs> so for like me, like that scene where they all burst in, like if I was yeah. in the tub, like no, 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 seriously, yeah. no, like happy birthday can wait till I get out of the just get get out, like get out. You don't need to be in here right now, yeah. like. I don't know, man. I, I understand if you're a married couple and you don't have any kids and like you have one bathroom. That's and, different, uh, man. That's different. Yeah. When you have, you, have, you have teenage kids, man. Like, yeah. And you're like, you know, I'm even say, like, like I gotta go. Minutes, dude, I gotta, <laughs> yeah. Like if, if you're a married couple and like one of you's in the restroom and the other's like, dude, I've got like five minutes and I got to brush my teeth before I go. Like, sorry, I'm going to run in there real quick. I understand. But if it's one of those, you know, like we're in the middle of a quarantine you know, you can't you can't go to fucking you can't go to work because there's no hours and all this other shit. So, like, you just stay at home. Like, we're not in a rush to go anywhere today. Well, if you're not in a rush and I'm not in a rush, do you need to brush your teeth right now? Like, can you wait till I'm done taking a shit? <laughs> like, you don't need to be in here while I'm in here. Like, I'm I'm super weird about it. I don't like it fucking at all. And uh, but to the film's credit, they, they do they do a very, very good job of establishing how close that family actually is yeah that's what i was gonna say i was like that scene does establish though like however that scene does establish that like he loves his family and his family loves him like he is a dad he's a husband like Mm -hmm. he's got three fucking beautiful kids he's ready to retire he's ready to hang out spend time with his kids and his family and like super cool i dig that and it was a very good way of doing it without fucking overdoing the the exposition sappiness yeah (laughs) like you know you don't have him at at fucking work like i got a 16 year old and a (laughs) a nine year old like he holds he holds up a picture of him in like 10 days to retirement yeah yeah like at at least he's not like like oh my god dude i get it you've got kids like he just a real like like son of a bitch dude i got kids i gotta get home at the end of the day like real like i don't care if you're psycho like just don't be psycho while i'm your partner be psycho after i'm done like i'm almost done like be a psycho then 
Like, and I, I love that. I absolutely dig that about it. Like, cause it doesn't, it doesn't waste a lot of time dwelling on it because there's a fuck ton of story in this movie. Like, yeah. And, and, and that's, so that's, that's Murtaugh's uh, uh, introduction and that's his character right now. The way they, they bring about or that they, they explain Riggs's character. And this is what I love about Shane Black's style of writing Yeah, is that he takes a, he takes a page out of the way Zemeckis directs and Zemeckis writes mm-hmm. because the way, the way Zemeckis introduces character is mm-hmm. he doesn't do it through exposition. He does it through action. Right. right? right. So, so the next scene that we see is uh, uh, Riggs doing a, an undercover drug deal. Right. Yeah. At, at, a, at a Christmas tree uh, lot or whatever, you yeah. know, and you see how funny he is because he's like, he's like, you know, oh, I like this. Uh, how, how much, how much will it be? He's like a hundred. Oh, you did, you drive pretty, you pretty steep, but okay. Okay. And he starts counting the twenties. He's like, Hey man, Hey, what, Hey, come, get lay, lay off, man. I'm, you almost made me lose count. <laughs> 75, 80,000 asshole, a hundred thousand. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not on my salary, guys. Sorry, but I'll tell you what. I'll take the whole thing for free, and you assholes can go to jail. <laughs> like, I fucking love that scene, dude. Yeah, and it shows you how good of a cop that he is because he's yeah. cool, he's calm, he's collected. When they ambush him, he immediately takes everybody down, right? Yeah. And and then with the three to... Stooges move. <laughs> yeah. And then you you um. The, one of the guys gets gets a jump on him, yeah, and he's ju- he just like shoot him, shoot him, shoot him, like sh- just shoot him, and and he gets the, he gets the best of the guy, and believe it or not, the guy in the flannel shirt, I don't know if you knew this, that is Anthony Kiedis's father. Get the fuck out of here, really? That is Anthony Kiedis's father, yes, sir. The original okay. hot chili pepper himself. Yep, the original hot chili pepper. He oh, wasn't red hot, he was just hot. He's just a hot chili pepper. That's fucking and you dope. See, and you can see the resemblance too. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say, I was like, well shit, now you can't like even like I see it now. Yeah. Like right after you said it, I was like, Yeah. Like that's so, that's that's one of those see, you could be making that up right now, Will. I will forever believe that. <laughs> so Anthony Kiedis' dad uh takes uh, uh Mel Gibson hostage, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh um yeah man like he like he doesn't care dude like he's like you you he comes across as this extremely brave uh a police officer who knows yeah. exactly what he's doing right mm-hmm. the badassery in him in that scene like hey shoot this fucking prick yeah exactly like with, a, and, with a gun under his jaw just like nah shoot him and then <laughs> and then the, the next scene which just like it, like we're ten minutes into the movie. We're not even ten minutes into the movie. Maybe like fifteen minutes into the movie. Yeah. When we see the scene where he is there, looking at a picture of his wife, uh-huh. and putting a single bullet into the chamber of the gun, and just like trying to stop himself from pulling the trigger in his mouth, like this hardcore scene, man. And he's so it, it, it sucks that Mel Gibson's just like lost touch with reality, but like at this point in time, like God damn, he was so good, dude. Like he so, he can he spoke like concertos. He didn't say a single volume. word. Yeah, with no yeah. words, like concertos of volume with no words whatsoever. It's such a hard scene to watch, especially he like everything he was going through at that moment. 
And it's so because I know people are like, why, like, why review this for like the holiday season and shit like that? Well, because the movie starts out with the Jingle Bell Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's kind of it. Like the, the setting is yeah. during Christmas. And here's the thing that we've only come to light like, like fairly recently. It was something that's still like not taken as seriously as it should. But around the holidays, around this time of year, is when people who are mentally ill and alone tend to take their lives. Yeah, and so here he is. Uh, it's a time of year that has the highest uh, suicide. Yeah, and so here's this this moment where there's this guy alone during the holiday season. He's clearly lost his wife mm-hmm. with a gun in his mouth, loaded chamber, like tears pouring out of his eyes, and like he's looking around trying to find a reason to not do it. Like, and then like, yep. for him to stop. Like, pull the gun out of his mouth, and the way he starts crying, and he says, I'll see you. I'll see you a lot later. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to do it. Like He's like, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, like, it's it conveys such a hard message that, like, I and, like, as somebody who's dealt with his mental health, like, there are moments like that where you, mm-hmm. you look for anything to stop you. Yeah. And, like, sometimes the things that used to stop you don't stop you anymore. And, like... It's it's a very hard moment to be in, and like he conveys it so well. He's so good in that scene, man. Like it's still one of those that like, with the combination of that that saxophone, like music, that Michael Kamen score, man. That Michael Kamen score is so fucking like amazing with it. So it's so so he had so they had. Richard Donner had actually wanted to shoot this scene early on in the in the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Mel Gibson was like, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they would take the trailer wherever they went. Whenever Mel Gibson was shooting or whenever he was on the schedule, they took the trailer with them on the lot. Yeah. So like one day, it was at the end of the shoot, four or five o'clock in the morning, yeah, and they had been shooting all day, and Mel Gibson goes up to to Richard Donner and he says, "I think I can do it now. I yeah. think I can do." It. So they go and they set up in the trailer, and they wait in there for an hour. They're in there for an hour, so this is like five five thirty six o'clock in the morning. When Mel Gibson, it takes him an hour to hype himself up to do the scene, and they do it in one take. Yeah. They do it in one take. And Mel Gibson's like, that's all I can do. Like, I, I can't I can't do it. And like everything that he had was in that scene, man. It's it's a hard thing to ask somebody to do, man. Like there are some actors out there that can walk through it. But just like, your your microphone, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, sorry about that. Better? There you are. Yeah. There we go. Like there's so there's like this it's a hard some people can walk through this stuff. Like there's some people that are like just that kind of actor they're like yeah i can do that but like you ask a lot of somebody to to convey something as like a something as strange as a suicide attempt yeah it's a dark place you've got to go to because people who there's people who've really been there and there's people that never come back from it man Mm -hmm. and like to sit there and, and do that and convey that emotion and to make people in the audience feel that like even like I said, I, I'm I'm current. It's still on right now. Mm-hmm. Like even, and I haven't watched it in such a good long while. But like watching that scene again, I was like, God damn, he was so good. Like, yeah, he hits you right in the heart, man. Like it's such a it's such a sad and heart wrenching scene. It really is. 
Yeah, and and you you go. It's such a juxtaposition from the previous scene where, where you see this confident guy who knows exactly what he's doing, who knows, uh, um, you know exactly what his job is, and. He, you you cut to this scene where this you find out this guy doesn't have it all together, man. You know, yeah. like he's he's on the very brink, and um, the next scene you 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 see him back at work, just a regular guy. Like you would have no idea that this guy was going through this kind of thing. You know, yeah, no. And um, this is where where Riggs and Murtaugh meet for the first time, and I think it's it's one of my favorite scenes, man. Where where they uh, uh, where Mel Gibson he's just sitting there, right? He's all dressed, you know, like in 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 street clothes with the hat and everything, and he reaches in to grab his gun, and then, and Murtaugh's like, he's got a gun, and like I like that he looks around like who, yeah, like he's looking around like like wait, who are you talking about, right? And like, and, uh, and, he, and he takes him down. Like like he takes Rick takes Mur- Murtaugh down. He's like, and then the cliche meet your new partner. <laughs> you know, like yeah, dude. It, is that the, is that a meet cute? It's a meet cute, right? To me, it's a meet cute. Like it's a meet cute. Yeah. Meet cute. Like I, I was like, that's funny. Like I like that. Yeah. Like it's it's still one of those like, it's so hard if you've never seen this movie before. Um, one, I'm sorry. Like, I am so sorry that you haven't seen this. Like, it's one of those that you need to watch. You do. Like, I've met, I've met, I've met people who are like, no, I've heard of it. I've seen like, like bits and pieces, but I've never sat and watched it. It doesn't interest me. I'm like, you don't understand, dude. Like, it's the original real buddy cop film. Like, yeah. it is. It's the first really, like, the, every, everything you've seen since then is because of this movie. There'd be no bad boys. Without this movie, there'd be no exactly. Twenty One Jump Street. There'd be no fucking Tango and Cash. Like none of that shit. There'd be like, no Lethal Weapon TV show. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know why anybody cares about that. Like, yeah. I got a buddy who fucking really likes that show. Like, I'm not interested. I don't want to see. It's really good. I heard it's pretty all right. Like, I'm just, I'm personally not interested. Yeah. Like, I, I Lethal. It, it would be like remaking it today. Like, if somebody were like, who do you think could be Riggs and Murtaugh in a remake? I'm like, fucking nobody, unless you've got a time machine. Like, I don't know what you're going to do. Like, I can't, I cannot foresee that being good. Like, I don't think you could do this movie. You can do this again. You can't do it this well. Like, yeah. like, I, like I said when we did the Fright Night uh, review, like, a good remake is a movie that you can watch and say, like, yeah, if they made that today, if there was never an original, like, that's what it would be. Like, but I can't see anybody doing this again. Like, I don't see it being good. I don't, I, I can't. I mean, there's plenty of amazing actors out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could cast really good fucking, like, actors in, in so much but of it. But but they're not Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, dude. Right. Like, it, it's, this is, and, and I, and I keep the, I hate to keep harkening back to, uh, to Back to the Future, man, but, but this is lightning in a bottle territory that we're looking it, at here. It is. It really, you it know? really, really is. Like, the, like, and like I said, there'd be no two, three, and four if this one wasn't so good. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to keep seeing the continued adventures of these guys. Like, like, if you guys haven't seen part four, it, like, it takes it all the way to, like, like, when he becomes a grandfather, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like fucking Murtaugh becomes a grandpa. Yeah. Like in, in the fourth movie. And like, from what I understood, there was, there's still talks of doing a part five and I'm like, motherfucker for what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Like for like, they cannot be cops at this age. 
Like, no, no, they're 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 both too old for that shit. Like way yeah. for that shit. Like, uh, like I mean, they, I mean, they literally got too old for this shit. Like, I mean, Danny Glover's pushing eighty, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck are you gonna do with that? Like, <laughs> it makes no, it, it doesn't make any sense to like continue to keep doing these movies and like. You'd have to reboot it, and I don't. And personally, I'm not interested. Like, I'm not interested in a TV show. I'm not interested in a reboot movie. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't think it would be. I don't think it would have the flair, the the pizzazz, the razzmatazz, if you will. Like, you're <laughs> absolutely right. It, we we are, we are in lightning in a bottle territory, and that's because we focused so much on Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Like, not to mention literally fucking the rest of this, the incredible ensemble cast. Yeah. Like, I, I, we've gone, I don't know how long into this review, and I'm yet to mention the legendary, the great, the auspicious, the incredible Gary Busey. Like, I was just about to mention that, dude, the, 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 the villains of this, of this movie. Yeah, man. So, uh, here's the thing. And this is this is what's so funny about this, right? So the main bad guy is actually uh, the general played by Mitchell Ryan. Okay? Yeah, God, I love Mitchell. Um, he uh, he's he's been, he's been an actor. He's been an actor forever, man. Like mm-hmm. he's, I mean, he came out in a couple of uh, uh, Halloween movies. He was yes. in. Uh, he was he was the the uh, the the head lawyer in Liar Liar. That's what I know him from. Yeah, yeah, the the one that fucking what what did Jim Carrey refer to him as a pedantic, pontificating, pretentious bastard, a belligerent old fart, a worthless steaming pile of cow dung. Figure to be speaking. <laughs> That's so funny that you know that, dude. <laughs> I really love that movie too, yeah. dude. That's probably my favorite Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, I could see. I could see that. I could see that. I gotta be a hundred percent here, dude. And like, because I'm literally because, like I said, I've been the movie's on while I'm doing this review, and Uh, we're at we're at the scene in the desert with with his daughter, uh, and like, if I'm being a million percent honest, and I've been feeling this for a very long time, I've always felt, and I love Mitchell Ryan. Don't get me wrong, I adore Mitchell Ryan, but I've always felt that that role, that was for Jack Palance, man. Like ah. it feels like it was for Jack Palance. Like, yeah, God. And he, if you have, if you guys know these movies and you don't know who Jack Palance is, he's the bad guy from Django and Cash. <laughs> yeah. uh, fucking Boss Grissom in in the '88 Batman film, and I and of course Academy Batman. Award winner uh, Jack Palance, who won the Academy Award from uh, City Slickers, a comedy in the yes. 90s. <laughs> Starring John Lovitz and Billy Crystal. Yeah. It's curly. I fucking, I love me some Jack Palance, dude. And like, I just feel like Jack Palance should have been, should have been the general in this movie. Like, yeah, it just feels like that role was for him. Like, it feels like it was very specifically written for him. Yeah, like all the lines. It seems like it, and and I'm sorry, but like I mean, I I I adore him as an actor, and and he 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 plays everything so well. But I mean, he is just being trampled over by Gary Busey, man. Oh God, yeah, dude. But like Like, before Gary Busey was really scary. Gary Busey had to pretend to be scary. Yeah, like now he's really scary. Here's the thing: the 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 reason why they cast Gary Busey was because. Richard Donner said that the only person that can actually look threatening compared to Mel Gibson was Gary yeah, Busey. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Like, cause like Mel Gibson comes off as very crazy in this movie. 
Yeah. Like, like his eyes. His, yeah. His eyes was like, you know. And and like to to have him act opposite of fucking Gary Busey. And like neither it it, it cause you 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 walk into a territory there where like they could have tried to out ham each other. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Like, cause yeah. you could have you could have gotten to a point where like you give them one piece of scenery and they're gonna chew it until they meet in the middle and kiss. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they, doesn't come off. I mean, there's only one. The scene. Yeah, there's only one scene, and that's a scene where he's introduced, where he puts the lighter to oh, his the arm. Lighter to his arm. <laughs> like that scene still like, creeps me out. Like that's all you need. That's all you. Need. You don't need anything else other than that. You you see the threat that he that he that he poses in that very scene right there. This guy does not feel pain. I used to, and I, I remember having this argument with somebody one time who like they, they I remember them laughing so fucking hard at this because uh, we were talking about um, Friday the Thirteenth mm-hmm. and how Jason Voorhees originally was going to be named Joshua. Like, and it's just not as intimidating, right? No, it's not. (laughs) And see, okay, here's the thing. And he goes, he goes, the name Joshua is just not intimidating. I'm like, you have obviously never seen Lethal Weapon. Because trust me, Mr. Joshua is an intimidating fucking character, dude. Like, like he's fucking scary as shit. Like, there's a very real, like, oh, to him in this movie. Like, he does play, he plays a mercenary. Like... He's here for the fucking money and he's loyal to the general for whatever fucking reason he's loyal to him. They never really give you any reason why. Yeah. He's just loyal to him. And like the fact that he proves his loyalty by just burning his arm for the guy. Like just, <laughs> while, like just, making, while making uh, the other guy hold the lighter. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, this is fucking, oh, like it's such an uncomfortable fucking scene. Yeah. And, and like whenever he gets a chance to really rap dialogue in this movie. Like, Gary Busey comes off as intimidating as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, very fucking intimidating. And this was this was pre-crazy Busey. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, this was before the motorcycle accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, um, this, was, this was, like, just uh, pure 100% acting ab- ability Busey. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it's one of those things where you watch and you go, oh, that's why the homeboy got an Oscar. Yeah. Because people tend to forget. Gary Busey's an Oscar award-winning actor. Like, a lot of people tend to forget that. Like, no, sir. Gary Busey has an Oscar. Try to remember that. What did he win for? uh, Buddy Holly. Oh, okay. Remember he played Buddy Holly? Yeah. Oh, that's right, man. Yeah, he won an Oscar for that. Like, he did a a very good movie. Like, Buddy Holly's a very good fucking movie starring Gary Busey. People tend to forget he won an Oscar for that, man. Like, think about that for a minute. Tony Collette doesn't have an Oscar. Gary Busey does. (laughs) It took Leonardo DiCaprio fucking, like, 37 Oscar award-winning performances before somebody finally gave him one. Like... Oh wait! Uh, are you are you telling me that he's not a young heartthrob anymore? Okay, give him an Oscar. I get no kidding, right? Like, yeah, oh, this 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 uh, this in- this industry has a bias against comic book movies and very 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 incredibly good looking young actors and horror films. 
and horror films exactly so why don't why don't give two squirts of shit about the academy so but so on that note man i think we should uh, go ahead and take a real quick break so that we can recharge our batteries pay some bills let you guys know what's up uh while while we're taking a break, man, why don't you guys go over to uh, rgvtitanradio.com, check out some of the shows. Go over to Podbean. We're at Podbean. We're at uh, uh, we're at iTunes. We're at wherever you get your uh, your your podcasts. And uh, wherever my personal favorite, Spotify. Spotify, of course, one of the most popular ones. But of I course, but of course, man. Whenever you guys go over there, make sure that you uh, uh, like, subscribe, 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 and, uh, baby. Share it. Just you know, tell 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 two friends, and then they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and so on, so on, so on. So uh, what we're gonna do right now, bro, is we're gonna take a real quick break here on the Movie Know It All podcast on RGV Titan Radio. We are the nine five six. Uh, we'll be right back. Hit Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGVTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgvtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956. From the depths of the primordial ooze of pop culture, Two figures emerge to bring their gift of knowledge and films to the masses. Their only qualifications? They watched a hell of a lot of movies when they were kids. They're not just experts. They're not just fans. They are movie know-it-alls. Join Bob and Will every Wednesday at 5 p.m. as they host the Movie Know-It-All podcast. Only on RG Titan Radio. We are the 956. calling you man to see if you wanted to go to the show over at Yerb. Let me know dude, call me back. Bro, this club is popping off right now man, I'll send you the location dude, get out here. Look man, I get it, you're social distancing, but come on man, let's go to the mall, let's go have some lunch. Don't be that guy. COVID-19 is serious. Always wash your hands, always wear a mask, and only go out for the essentials. This message is brought to you by rgvtitanradio.com. We are the 956. how popular that line was going to be man <laughs> it really like sets the not only does it set the tone but it's become so cliche 
right? Like the whole so many movies now, man. Along with the music, along with that saxophone lick, man. You know, (laughs) it's 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 uh it's been parodied so many times. Of course, like the best parody, one of the best parodies ever, uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One, starring Emilio Estevez and Samuel Samuel Jackson. God, dude, you want to talk about a movie that nobody talks enough about? Oh, what a funny fucking movie that was. It's one of the most underrated parody movies that I have, like, just ever seen. Yeah, it really is, dude. It's one of those, like, it's every bit as funny as, like, as fucking, like, Naked Gun and, and, like, any of those other movies. Yeah. Uh, Before fucking the Wayans brothers figured out you just have to shit all over it. Well, see, I only I only blame the Wayans brothers for the first one. The second one, the the Scary Movie Part Two, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, they really did a good job with Scary Movie Part One. Unfortunately, they yeah. wanted to uh, the studio wanted to make uh, uh, the Part Two like six months later. Yeah. So that's what they did, and and from then on, it was just I blame the uh, the guys that made. Uh, like date movie and disaster movie and all that shit. Yeah, absolutely. I blame Screw those guys, those man. Screw those guys, dude. You know? Garbage. Garbage, man. Like, and anyway, ins- an insult. Like, they're utter insults to film. And I like Freddy Got Fingered, so figure that out. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. I think we may have to have an intervention with you, dude. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, you know what? I shouldn't talk. I shouldn't talk because I laughed once in that movie. <laughs> Get the fuck out of the way! Yeah, you see, you know exactly what I'm talking about, dude. Because it'll be the only funny part in the whole movie, dude. <laughs> it, they really set you up for failure after that. Like, it's downhill. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, like it goes downhill from there, dude. Like that was the I'm Batman moment, dude. Like just yeah. Like it really was, and like you never, you just never get Batman again after that. Like, so uh, yeah, man. Uh, getting getting back to to Lethal Weapon, dude. Um, basically, the the uh, the story for this movie is, and, and it's it's complicated, but it's not as convoluted as you think. I think the 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 way they told the story, the the way the the um. The story is put together is done extremely well, considering the fact that that this is kind of a convoluted uh, story. Yeah. But basically, uh, to to like long story short, this uh, old friend of uh, of Detective Murtaugh uh, is part of a uh, of a drug ring, right? And he launders money for this for this. international drug cartel that um I, I i forgot i forgot what it was why but he wanted to get out yeah and they kill his daughter mm-hmm. at the beginning of the movie you see this this woman and she looks high and she just jumps off the top of a the, the, the top of a, of a building onto the car on the bottom right and that's how the movie starts yeah and and uh, you you come to find out that this guy is just involved in like the craziest shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and these two regular guys, these two regular cops, got to take down this international drug ring run by this by this uh, by this dude and and uh, his henchman Gary Busey, this former military general and his mercenaries. Like, yeah, it's it's one of those like 
what have you stumbled across detective stories? Yeah. Which you you don't you don't see them anymore mixed up with fucking buddy cop movies. They sure as shit. Lethal Weapon figured out not to try that one again. Like, <laughs> like we 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 jumped straight into it in part two. <laughs> like, yeah, they were the, not gonna they, fuck with that again. Yeah, like the, these these two guys, and and that's that's the thing about about the as much as I love the other Lethal Weapon movies, as much as I love the other like Die Hard movies and and the other like uh, yeah. uh, uh, Rocky movies, There's after the first, the first films, one, they turn them into superheroes. Yes, right? exactly. Like I mean, for God's sake, in Part Four, they're fighting a guy with fully armored <laughs> with a freaking flamethrower. <laughs> flamethrower at the beginning, dude. Like yeah, and Jet Li, like. Like these two guys, yeah. these two old men versus Jet Li, are kidding me? Not but not no, old Jet Li, no, yeah. no sir, not old Jet Li, and and featuring featuring Chinese action star in his first American film, Jet Li, Jet Li, yeah, like Jet Li in his prime, dude. Like you know, this was right days. after Once Upon a Time in China, like. <laughs> and and I gotta tell you, man, like the the. This this story, it gradually builds up, right? Mm-hmm. It gradually builds up to where we realize how big or how deep in the shit that they actually are. Yeah. Because because as they're investigating, people just keep just keep dying around them. Dying around them, dude. Right? Like... So one of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite scenes is is when they're they're going to look for a hooker that they think knows something about the death of that of the of the girl at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, Dixie. Dixie, right? And they go Dixie enormous. And they go to uh they go to her house and as they're walking up to it, it freaking explodes. Right? It's still one of the cooler scenes in the movie. <laughs> This yeah. is be- this is before movies just blew the shit out of everything. <laughs> like an, an explosion in an action movie was fucking exciting. Not like only before- that, but it was all real. There was no CGI back no, then. You could see the wood paneling flying everywhere, yeah. dude. Like you could tell they had to clear a city block to do this. Like yeah. so, like and 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 the stunt guys that they had in that mm-hmm. scene were actually that close. Mm-hmm. Like they were maybe like like fifty feet away from the house. Yeah, know? like they were they were, like they were, they were close enough to fucking like get their bells rung, man. Like <laughs> yeah. dangerous ass scene to shoot. Like they 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 kind of stopped doing that like somewhere around Michael Bay. Like I feel like they stopped really blowing shit up after like nineteen ninety six. <laughs> like they do, but like they don't have anybody near it. It's, it's all, all CGI, controlled. dude. Like yeah. everything's CGI nowadays, which I get. You know, I I get. You know, you want to be safe and all, <laughs> but you know, at at this time in the eighties, man, nobody gave a fuck about safety, dude. Like, no fuck no. You know? <laughs> like, that was real. That's the risk of making movies, baby. Sometimes we get blown up. Yeah, and and, and the irony is is that one of the main stunt guys to this movie actually uh, passed away doing a stunt. Uh, about a month after finishing this movie, so like you know, back then you really took your life into 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 uh, other people's hands when you when you, if you're a stuntman. Yeah. But uh, it's it's still a fucking hideously dangerous job. And there's that that's that old stuntman joke. If you can if you can find a set of stairs in Hollywood to throw yourself down, you'll find some asshole to pay you for it. <laughs> exactly. I guess the truth. Like somebody, yeah. will, if you if you're willing to throw yourself down a flight of stairs in Hollywood, someone will pay you to do it. Mm-hmm. Like it's Which, a fucking uh, dangerous ass game that these guys play, man. But like, couldn't have these movies without them. 
You exactly. know what I mean? Like, yep. like, like, there, there really is the fact that they're still, like, stuntman category at the at the Academy Awards is another reason to really that's, like. That's that's that, that's a real shame, man. That it's is a, a real shame, shame because they deserve like all all the the recognition. But then again, they have their own their own stunt awards, kind of like yeah. the Latin Grammys. <laughs> yeah, not really. It still counts. Yeah, it's still a Grammy. Yeah, yeah. Try selling one of those on Pawn Stars. I'll, 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 I'm willing to take bets as to which one he's going to pay more for. Yeah, but like, it, it, but it's true though. Like, like stuntmen are kind of the backbone of the film of the film industry. Yeah, like, like you, you. A lot of people don't know. I mean, like, just using local examples, you can't ask like a 50 year old actor to like do a barrel roll like just roll off just roll on the floor like dude i'm 50 yeah like where's my stunt man and there's like, a you know, way there's a way that you have to do certain things like i remember uh well when i was working on daddy's home and uh uh it's the um you know, uh, CH was CH CH was was a, a certified stuntman. He was a legit stuntman, right? Yeah. And he would tell yeah. me all he, he would tell me all these stories, man, about 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 all the things that he would do, mm-hmm. and you know, and he's still doing it. Like he's still doing stuff like that in his uh, at the time he was in his forties. Yeah. And yeah. he like set himself on fire, throwing himself mm-hmm. on the floor, like oh. it, like that shit would hurt. He, he did, did a lot of crazy shit, dude. He, he yeah, really man. did a lot of crazy shit. And I'm like, dude, it, like, it, how can you how can you do this to yourself all day? He's like, hey, man, it's just to get the shot, you know. It, it was it was very fascinating to work with him. Like, it really, really was because, like, again, I have such a tremendous respect for stuntmen, and like, it, it's it's one of those things that they they really don't get the type of credit that they deserve. Like, they really don't, and they 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 really ought to, man. Like they really, really ought to. Not everybody. Um, you shouldn't have to be the damn rock to take care of your stuntman the way he takes care of his cousin. Like his cousin's his stuntman. Yeah. Like he makes sure that the dude's paid, that he's taken care of. He buys him like cars for Christmas and shit like that. Like yeah. He takes care of it, and like you shouldn't have to hire a fucking family member to like throw themselves down a flight of stairs to make you fucking look good. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like you should fucking like people need to have more respect for their fucking stuntmen, and like yeah. that's that's is just there's some things that are just fucking. You ask a lot of people, man. You know, and in the like industry it's, itself, in the industry itself, the the people really do have respect for stuntmen and stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah, and it, it's 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 funny because like like you, like you're talking about The Rock and you talk about like somebody like Tom Cruise, who doesn't doesn't really like letting stunt people do his job well tom cruise can fly but when (laughs) they don't believe in gravity (laughs) scientologists scientologists don't believe in gravity (laughs) once once you're like once you're ot4 bro you can fly (laughs) yeah personal meetings with the overlords but uh but (laughs) I'm i'm such a horrible person dude like I'm not, like, you're not I'm telling not, you're not I'm, telling hotels out of school, bro. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm very successfully being a dick. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have to try very hard. <laughs> I'm not trying very hard at all, dude. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't respect a lot of religions, but I really don't respect Scientology. These are my views and opinions, sorry. Like, 
that's, that's how good L. Ron Hubbard was as an author. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fucked up thing is, no, he goddamn wasn't. He's a really bad author. He's a bad writer, dude. Like, oh my god, he was man. a really bad writer. I've never read any of his stuff. It's so fucking silly. It's not like Orson Scott Card, where like women are the devil, weird, but like. It's still goofy. Like, he was a goofy shit writer. I'll give him this, though. The motherfucker never seemed to stop writing. <laughs> he, he just hemorrhaged words. <laughs> None of them were any good. But... None of them were any good. A lot of them were nonsensical as shit, but he did it. But uh, anyway, man, uh, like we were saying before, we went off on that awesome stuntman uh, tangent. Uh, yeah, dude. Lethal Weapon, right? <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, one of my favorite scenes. They 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 go up to a bunch of kids that were there, and these kids are just amazing, dude. Like these kids are so damn good. They're, They're so, so damn natural. They, they seem like little kids. They, yeah, they, right. Like you you would like they they cast like they you hung cast, out with these kids when you were that age. Like you hung out with these kids. These are my friends, man. These are my yes. friends because at the time I was six years old when this movie came out. So these were my friends. These were me and my friends, you know. Yeah, and absolutely. uh like I relate to these kids, man. Like these kids speak to me, man. They speak yeah. to me. Anyway. So I, I, I do like as as the kid from like you know like the south side of <laughs> Palm the wrong View. side of the tracks <laughs> literally the south side of the tracks dude like i understood that whole like my mom said not to talk to cops <laughs> like you yeah, know what i mean like, no, like, they'll put you in jail don't tell me your name alfred <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> i love that scene dude i like how you know what really makes me laugh is that like yeah. i sometimes like i was watching this scene earlier i was like oh okay this is where Biden got his idea on on how to handle protesters. Like, I try to shoot him in the leg or something. <laughs> I started like laughing to myself. Like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, yeah, that's, a good, that's a good way, right? Can't do that no more. They'll sue you. <laughs> Just do you, do you shoot black people? Do you do you, do you? Huh? No, I try to shoot him in the leg or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, to Biden. It's so funny because Danny Glover is such a hardcore Republican. Like, know, such dude. a hardcore Republican, dude. That's because he's fucking, a rich black man, so. <laughs> and fucking Mel Gibson's the Fuhrer. <laughs> God damn, dude. It sucks so bad because I love Mel Gibson so much, dude, but he's such a I, terrible I, person. He's such an awful human, dude. It sucks. Like, it really does. But see, that's why, like, that's why I let his art speak for him, you know. I forgive him. I forgive him for Braveheart, even though, like, it's so historically <laughs> inaccurate. It's so inaccurate. It's like, so bad. But you know what's even worse? Freaking Apocalypto. Oh, like, that's Jesus even Christ. worse. And that movie actually insulted <laughs> me and insulted my ancestors because I am like I am Native American and I am like like descended from the freaking Aztecs. So like watching some dude from Australia make a movie about my people just in like the, in the worst way imaginable. In the worst way. <laughs> okay, bro. I was like, you know, I'm surprised you didn't I'm surprised you didn't have people eating their own feet in that fucking movie. Like, <laughs> It, it was no. It, they didn't have the budget it, for that, man. <laughs> bro, they were. I'm sorry. Like, I, I know we're going off on a rant here, but like, apocalypse. Rant here, but <laughs> right? but like, it, it, it's one of those movies to me where like I watch it, and like, I have you ever seen the Chipmunks movie? Uh, the Chipmunks. I am, the, 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 
I am proud to say no, I haven't. The Chipmunk Adventure? Okay, because like there's like a oh, scene the great where they... Chipmunk Adventure? Yes, yes. I have seen that. With... Yes. Okay, the yeah. Animated... The... Yes, yeah, not the movies, not the, the live a... live action, quote unquote. No, I mean the actual animated one where they where they ride hot air balloons around the world. Yes, I love that movie. Okay, yeah, I do too, but like <laughs> Apocalypto to me is like a live action version of the what a bully! Like... Furry furry! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Like, just throwing spears at the balloon. Like, what the fuck am I watching, dude? Like, oh it's god! Not, it's it's a good looking movie. It's not a good movie. No, Passion it, of the, it's Passion it's, of the Christ is good looking movie. It's not a good movie. It's a it's, it's a ninety minute film, snuff, dude. It's a snuff it's, film. It's torture like, bro. Like, you I can take really out the audio. Of, I mean, I, I get, I get that you know, like they 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 want you to feel really really guilty about you know being alive and shit, but come on, dude, you know. My mom dragged me to go see that in theaters, and I was like, I mean, Jesus. I was raised a Catholic, dude. I got so it. So was I. Shit. <laughs> it was so like, man, dude. Like, I see why you guys are so serious about this. They fucked up your Batman. <laughs> Like, my, my mom cried at the end of that movie the way I cried at the end of Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I was just like, ah, oh, they put up a statue in front of Wayne Manor. Ah, oh. like, and then you, you you clear the tears out of your eyes and you're like, wait, this doesn't look like Batman. Just fucking Michael Goff, like, I failed you. Like, no, Alfred, you didn't. Fail, you Alfred. Did Alfred. Oh, you were so good, Alfred. <laughs> <laughs> like, Alfred, don't feel bad. I was like, passion, that's like passion of the Christ for my mom, dude. Like, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't get this movie. This movie was so blasphemous. Like Jim Caviezel got struck by lightning on set. He raised it twice, dude. Like God was pissed. Oh like, my God, dude, it's so true. Oh my God, I'm sorry, dude. I'm just having, I'm having like such a laugh at like. I love me some Mel Gibson, dude. He's just—he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Like, he really. I think, he really I think is South Park. Weirdo. I think South Park did it right. <laughs> yeah, he's cuckoo, dude. Like, yeah. He really, anyway, he really anyway. is. <laughs> Back to Lethal Weapon, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's so good, dude. It's all—it's—it's it's all part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> like. Oh shit! That just made me laugh so hard because it never occurred to me. Like my mom was like, I love my mother to death, but she's she's diehard Catholic, and she was super like into that movie. She made me go see it with her, and I was at that point in time, like I was already at a point in my life where I was like, I don't watch romantic comedies; they're horseshit. I was referring to movies as films. Like, oh, was this a little bitch? Yeah, I was like, was this directed by Stanley Kubrick? Oh, it's shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I just didn't go see it and I was like this is such and like you know inside I'm watching it like this is a bad movie right like I'm not crazy like, <laughs> this isn't blasphemy this is bad like I don't I don't think this is good <laughs> I'm sorry oh lordy I did <laughs> If the, if there is a if the if there is a god, I'm gonna uh, the first thing I'm gonna say to him was like, "Can you blame me? Right? <laughs> like, like, are you really gonna be mad at me right now? Yeah, like, come on, tell me you wouldn't do the same thing. Come on, tell me you wouldn't do the same thing. I feel thing. like you're overreacting. 
Come on. You, you got to have a sense of humor. I mean, look at the platypus. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize to any and all, you know, people who are fans of the yeah, platypus. <laughs> that's the line, Will. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, <laughs> we keep getting off track, dude. <laughs> anyway, so, Am I right? <laughs> so this scene, uh, this scene ends in, in, in one of like, like, okay. So, uh, they're trying to get this kid to, uh, to, uh, uh, describe the guy that they saw this, this meter mate or whatever, this meter guy, uh, go up to, uh, to her house to, tri- to, uh, tri- um, Dixie's house. And, uh, they're trying to get the kid to describe him. And like, he's like, yeah, he's white. He's tall. He's got blonde hair whatever. And then the kid says he's painted. Yeah. And uh, he's like, what? Like, like, like a tattoo? He's like, yep. And he points at Riggs' arm. Yeah. And he's like, yep. It's got the, the knife in there and everything. I remember. And then the look on, on Mel Gibson's face is like, that's a special forces tattoo. Yeah. Right. And the, the scene just turns straight, like straight serious. <laughs> It's such a it's such an unnerving moment. Like yeah. the way he even says it, like like if this if this guy's special forces, there's like no telling how bad yeah. this shit's gonna get or how deep this goes. Yeah, like, like this is it's, a special it's a, forces. It's a very poignant, yeah, it's a very poignant moment. It's very cool. Yeah, it's it's a very scary moment because I mean if if uh if Riggs is scared you know, yeah. like this this guy. This guy's the same guy that that looked another guy in the, in the eye while having a gun pointing at his face, begging him to pull the trigger. You know, and then yeah. <laughs> he says, "Oh yeah, that's a special forces tattoo." This guy, Riggs, who's who's also in the special forces, knows exactly what type of guy that he's dealing with. You right. know, and you you and, have to you have to be a special kind of fucked up to be in that unit, sort of thing. Yeah. So like they went from investigating just another uh, dead hooker to mm. oh my god, like this this chick is 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 involved in in something that we had no idea, you know that we were even close to, something that we that, yeah. we, that we're not. Are we even capable of handling something like this? You know. Yeah, like it, it's one of those like, dude, are we are we like in over our heads sort of thing? Yeah. And it, it it does make for quite like an intense scene. And the thing that I think is really interesting and funny about this film is like every time it gets very dark, it takes you really lighthearted moment. Yeah. And like even in even in a even the really like these lighthearted moments are still pretty dark. Like the dude getting ready to jump off the building in the next scene. Oh like, yeah. Like, so, so it, to this day is one of my all time favorite scenes in a movie. Like, I don't know why it, as, as a kid, like I just used to think it was the coolest scene in the world. Like uh, I, 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 I had, I had so badly wanted to do that. Like just jump off a build, just drag some guy off a building with me into like a giant. <laughs> I don't. There's I'll just something about that. There's just something about that scene, dude. Like even as an adult, like I watch it and like I was watching it earlier and I'm like, God, I fucking love this moment in this movie. Like yeah. it's it's just like, so, like the whole scene, dude. Like so, like the thing about the, the thing about that scene, man. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because we we kind of skipped over it a little bit, but. Um. Yeah, man. Like he he goes he goes up there and just like nonchalantly just talking to him and you know like, um, 
like, do you mind if I have a cigarette or whatever? Like, I'll calm and everything. And then when the guy reaches for a cigarette, he handcuffs him. And he's like, yeah, well, if you jump, then you got to drag me with you. And, and uh, you, that, that makes you a murderer. Yeah. Like, 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 the, like the psychology that this guy employs. It, it, it's so crazy. good, too, because he, he keeps telling him that he's going to jump. He's like, come on, man. My new boss is downstairs. You're making me look yeah. bad. <laughs> like, 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 come on, man. Like, I'll have a cigarette. You want to have a cigarette? And, like, he's real nervous and shaking. The guy... I wish I took the time to know, to learn his name. And I, I feel bad for not doing that because like, it's been 30 something years since I first saw this movie. Yeah. And like, I still haven't bothered to learn that guy's name. And I should, cause he's in one of my all time favorite scenes in any movie. It's this moment. Mm-hmm. And like when he, when he handcuffs him and he, and he's like, what the hell? He's like, see, now if you jump, you're going to take me with you and it's going to be murder. So come on, let's go. You're crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I might be crazy, but I'm still a cop. Let's go. You the hell with that. I'm going to jump. Do you really want to jump? <laughs> like, I love that scene, dude. Yeah. And, like, it has one of my favorite movie mistakes, too. And, like, it's very hard to notice it on a Magnavox, but uh, with high def, it's clear as day. Uh, that scene where Mel Gibson drags him off the building if you look really carefully that because it's in slow motion where they jump off if you really watch you can see the stuntman reach out and grab the guy's hand like they are not they are not handcuffed at all (laughs) just the way he looks when they land and he's crying (laughs) and Mel Gibson's laughing at him like what do you say we go up there and do it again huh yeah like yeah that was funny you want to go up there and do it again <laughs> it was crazy. Like, the guy's face is so going away from me. <laughs> and like, just Danny Glover throwing like this tremendous bitch fit, like throwing his arms in the air, like he's trying to break his fucking shoulders. Like, and, yeah, like he's, he's just throwing him. Like he he's so mad, dude. Like, like he's he like he plays mad so well in this scene. <laughs> And I love it. Hey, come here. I'm right here. Come here. Like he's standing right next to him. Like, and they go and they go from that funny scene to a serious scene, like you said. Really, really dark. Like, it's a really, really dark, dark scene. Man. Like, and they 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 uncomfortable. They take him. They take him into the into the uh, uh, into like this abandoned uh, uh, business somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's like. He's like, uh, uh, like, do you really want to kill yourself? Are you really dead? Well, you know, whatever. Like, he's like, of course I do. He's like, fine, take my gun and put a bullet in your head. And he actually does it. Like, he actually like, tries to do it. He, he that, that he actually pulls the trigger. Yeah, and it's it like because he he pulls he tells him he he reaches in his pocket. He goes, I even got a hollow point for it, like just to do just to make sure I do the do the job right. Yeah. And uh, when he puts the gun in his head, he goes, Nah, you might miss the brainstem. Put it in your mouth. Like fucking really like nah do it pussy yeah and like the he puts it under his chin his like, hand ah, right here is just as good and like he pulls the trigger and Danny Glover sticks his hand between the hammer and it yeah. pinches him and like that line he's like you're not trying to draw psycho pension you really are crazy like it occurs to him like this dude's fucking nuts. Yeah, like this is and, 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 and what's his line? What's his line after that? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm gonna get myself I'm gonna something, something to eat. eat. Yeah, like <laughs> such an uncomfortable shot, dude. An uncomfortable moment in the film, and it's like, fuck, dude. Like again, you they there's such a tremendous balance of yeah. uh, 
lightheartedness with with a really dark story. Like yeah. it's a very dark, dark, dark story. And it's it's one of those movies that like, dude, I don't know what the fuck my parents were thinking letting me watch that when I was five. <laughs> dude, I was watching that when I was like four or five years old. It was just one of the movies that like we had it on VHS. And I would just sit and watch it. I'd just sit in the living room and watch it. I'd be playing with my G.I. Joes and my Batman toys, like, watching just Lethal Weapon, just on TV all the fucking time. And, like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, just thinking about it's, it, like, it's, I would it's, never it's let really, my daughters watch this movie. It's really, it's really m- m- mature subject matter, but at the same time, like, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, um, like, it, it's not malicious in its yeah. darkness you know yeah like it's actually really lighthearted in the way it tackles these dark, like suicidal thoughts and and stuff like that it's a, it's and it's it, like i said it, it really does sort of like like trail into those like really dark places but it, it keeps you there with the lightheartedness and like the tremendous action yeah like you know what was really funny is i, we're, I was watching that scene uh this the movie a little while ago and like it, it, it got to that scene um where like they're they're torturing Mel Gibson because he's Mel Gibson and he needs to be tortured. <laughs> yeah. And uh where they're walking through the club. Rub my nipples as you're torturing me. <laughs> yeah, dude. And and it's the scene where they're like they're walking through the club and like I'm they're like, man, like he's just killing people willy-nilly. Like And he's like, being he's being tortured by yeah. uh by uh, uh what's his name? Um He's forever oh, endo to me, man. Shoot, what's his name? Um, oh God, Al Al Leong. Al there Leong. you go, Al Leong. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have, if, if you don't know who Al Leong is, guys, you have. If you've watched an '80s and '90s and early 2000s action film, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you know exactly have, who he is. <laughs> you've seen him in everything, dude. He's like, a bad guy in every single movie in the '80s. Every fucking movie. He, he's he's Endo in this movie. He's the 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 guy electrocuting Mel Gibson with the sponge. Yeah, he actually gets a line in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. <laughs> yeah. like he gets to talk finally right hit him endo <laughs> like yeah dude like that that in that scene like afterwards when they're walking through the club like i don't know if you notice when he walks through into the club he shoots the bartender but he leaves the bar back alive uh like the bar back is right behind him and he just like okay just shoots the bartender in the face for no reason like the dude was unarmed he just oh shoots God. him and yeah. then like the next scene when they're walking through the club, this guy walks up to him and goes, hey, who are you? And Mel Gibson just puts the 45 to his gut, just like, just puts like five rounds into his stomach. And I was like, all right. Like, he, he might have just been a security guard, dude. Like, <laughs> hey, it's, go easy, man. It's my first day. <laughs> right? Like, Hey, take it easy, lady. Our take homes less than three hundred. <laughs> You're overpaid. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's right. A callback to last year's Batman Returns review. Thank What's you. Up? Thank you. That was fantastic. We waited a whole year for that joke, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> How do you like it? Let us know in the comments below. <laughs> and if you don't let us, if you don't like it, let us know too. We don't care. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it or not, whatever. Start but your own show. I guarantee I'll comment. 
<laughs> so like yeah man so so that scene in the in the club where they're like Busey and freaking uh uh, uh Gibson are just shooting like indiscriminately into the air like just shooting straight up man burning the fuck out of everything dude like, like that chase scene is just like all kinds of bananas dude it's you know? so terminator like if you think yeah. about it it's so like tech noir it, it, it it's very like it's fun, man. Like, like, because remember, man, back in the eighties, you could just fire guns in a club, like, <laughs> man, yep. no big deal. Like, but, but, uh, like that—that's that's the kind of thing that 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 this movie has. Like, when, 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 when you get it, when you get into the story, and and you're we're getting close to the end of the of the movie, where like the stakes just keep amping up higher and higher because it started out with uh, Murtaugh's friend who just did this thing like for these people that he knows right and then they kill his daughter and then like you know he's like I got another daughter like I can't and then they kill his ass yeah and you know it's so weird they too because like that, that's fucking what's his name um, he, he uh, Tom Atkins um who who is was in uh my one of my all-time fucking favorites night of the creeps yeah um he was also in uh he was also in uh uh, monster squad yeah he was in monster squad he's he's in uh he's in the beginning of creep show he tom atkins was more of a horror movie halloween three Halloween three, he was more of a horror movie guy. Like mm-hmm. you'd see him in a lot more horror movies than you would action movies. And it's so weird to see him in in Lethal Weapon just get like shot in the middle of the movie through the through the holding orange juice box. box. <laughs> it's it's an eggnog. It's an eggnog card. He was holding eggnog card. And and, and like, I gotta tell you, man, like that scene breaks my heart every single time because I freaking love eggnog. You know, <laughs> I'm. I'm a sucker for eggnog, dude. Waste of Whenever, good eggnog. Such a waste of good eggnog, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if you, it's so funny because I think that very same year is when he did Night of the Creeps, and he's such a Bruce Campbell like badass. Uh-huh. In that movie just fucking killing the shit out of everything, and yeah. like. Like boom, him and the eggnog go at the same time in Lethal Weapon. Like, and he's holding he's holding the 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 uh, carton of eggnog the way Donald Trump holds his drink. He's just like this, like <laughs> <laughs> like a, with his little baby hands. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh my God, where'd that come from? Let's did it come from that giant helicopter that's that's hanging out my window with the guy with the gun hanging out of it? That's like, really let me take a closer close. look. <laughs> did nobody notice that? Like, how did that- the helicopter sneak up on you yeah some detectives you know <laughs> like so from this point on now these guys are going after Riggs and Murtaugh right so um they first go after Riggs mm-hmm. and Gary Busey I'm sorry dude but like I don't care how thick a body armor you're you're wearing no. that gun that Busey has will mm-hmm. blow a hole through it yeah very right? much very much man like he would have so, been dead as shit so when when uh, when uh, uh, Mel Gibson takes one to the chest and yeah. gets thrown through the window, and and like that you, albino jackrabbit son <laughs> of a bitch got me, Rod. 
like it kind of it kind of like yes or no it kind of it kind of like like hit you in the feels a little bit when when uh when Murtaugh was like oh you 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 lucky son of a bitch you wore your you wore your vest like any other day like he wouldn't have worn his vest because he doesn't care because he doesn't care to live right he wants to die on 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 uh, on duty so like the fact that he wore his vest like says something that like his character's changing right and the bulletproof vest sort of became like a running gag in the Lethal Weapon movies, at least all the way till part three. Yeah. Like the, the bulletproof vest was sort of like the, oh, what the hell is that phrase? The the deus ex machina. Uh. Uh, they, they would, yeah, they just deus ex machina with the vest. Like, oh, he had a vest on. Like, come mm-hmm. on, guys. Like, yeah. He couldn't have known he was going to get shot on Thursday. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when, um, so they do that, and then you realize uh, Murtaugh realizes that oh my god, they're after us, right? So he goes back to his house, and they take his daughter. Yeah, like that daughter. scene is freaking heartbreaking, dude. Like the way, the way his wife, uh, the actress who plays his wife, I'll, I'll find it out right now. But the but uh, um, Darlene Love, who plays yeah. Trish Murtaugh, yeah, like her acting is freaking phenomenal in that yeah, scene she's, because she's they don't so say good, anything. Dude. No, they don't say anything. She's so good, man. And I, one of my favorite things about like the entire series was that they managed to keep the cast. Uh, like the cast never changed. It was always the the same three kids. Like you watch them grow up all the way till four. Yeah. Like I I love movies that can do that, and I can't remember a series of films that did it that well. You know what I yeah. mean? Because like part one came out, because part one came out in eighty seven, right. and then part four came out in ninety eight. So that's nine years. Yeah, it's nine years of of uh, of uh, change, and the fact that they were able to keep, like you said, the, the I mean, these child actors <laughs> to keep coming back. They know? did a good job of it with uh, Bad Boys for Life, also. You know, yeah. I mean, that's why I said it's very Lethal Weapon four, and it's and it's yeah. storytelling. But uh, yeah, man, like it, it, it's. Everybody in like again, like I said, the the cast is so good. Like the whole, the entire cast is so good in this movie. Like everybody's so talented, and I don't know, man. Like it, it, it's it, it, it. I I know. Again, we are reviewing it over the holidays, but like this shit does take place during Christmas. Like the entire yeah. movie takes place over Christmas, and it really like, is. And I I do consider it a christmas movie like even though christmas is not the focal point but right it's it's one of those movies where like die hard where mm. christmas provides the perfect backdrop for this story right exactly because because at the point of of uh, his life that Riggs is at he's at the, his lowest point yeah like any day now he's gonna like Find he's gonna the, pull that trigger. He's gonna pull that trigger, mm-hmm. and Murtaugh came into his life exactly the time that he needed, mm-hmm. and at Christmas time, no less. You know, yeah. So, and and that that brings me to another one of my favorite scenes is when Riggs comes over for dinner, mm-hmm. and they have that scene with with the family. You know, and yeah. you see that dynamic, and you see that that camaraderie that that uh, that these two are building. You know, yeah. And, and it, it, it's so good because, like, and again, like, like they they so much. And like, I know we weren't supposed to talk about the other movies. It's so difficult not to. Yeah. Um, because they're all really good. Like, it's yeah. very dif- it's very difficult to in have, a different way. In a different yeah, way. it's. Really I was about to say that. Like, it's very good to have four equally good movies in very different ways. 
yeah. like very different ways. And there's there's this joke where like as the series progresses, Riggs is more and more and more part of Murtaugh's family. Yeah. Like he brings his laundry for them to wash <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. Like he does his laundry at their house. And like even in part three, um, where they're like crying on the boat and like like um, Murtaugh's drunk and uh, he tries to hit him and like Riggs is like pushing him away and shit. And he tells him, what do I have in this world? They've got three beautiful kids. I love them and they're yours. Like that scene always hits me in the feels, dude. Like yeah. always hits me. Like I have three beautiful kids. I love them. They're yours. Like, yeah. I, I love how like you start watching him become part of their family. And it starts with this dinner scene. And yeah. I even love like that at that end, like, hey, Riggs, yeah. you really like my wife's cooking? No, or at the or at the shooting range where he's like, you know, talk like that is gonna is gonna get you uninvited to my dinner. My day keeps getting better all the time, (laughs) and my my luck keeps getting better every day. (laughs) It's so fucking funny, dude. Like, yeah. And and uh, speaking of the other movies, man, like you really do see the growth, especially in Riggs, man, because in this one, he's this guy who just lost his wife, like he's at the end of his rope. And at the end of the movie, he realizes that like he's got something to live for, you know, like he's got the job. He's got a friend finally, you know. Isn't that what Christmas is all about? Exactly. Like, really think about that for a minute. Like even at the end of the movie, like he goes to his house for Christmas and shit. Like, yeah. It's and he brings still, his dog. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's still part of like it, it is a very traditionally Christmassy ending. Like the guy yeah, who's been yeah. alone, like it goes and has Christmas with a family now. Like it, it is a very Christmassy film, whether people tend to to believe it or not. Like you you associate Christmas too much with you know Santa Claus and the sleigh bells and the Rudolph and the yeah. snowman and all that shit, but like. Shane Black has this really good way of of using Christmas as an amazing backdrop for action films. Yeah. Like, did it two times in two years, really. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, with uh, this one and and uh, and Die Hard. Yeah. Man. So, so um, <laughs> this movie ends with one of the best fight scenes that's ever been filmed. <laughs> Absolutely. Even though you can't see half the fight scene because it's shot so it's close. It's shot so close, dude. It's 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 way too extreme of a close up. But like, like you see the intensity, right? Like you see the intensity that these two that these two are fighting and the fact that you know for a fact that Gary Busey feels no freaking pain. Is a scary thought. Like, yeah. it really is a scary thought. And even fucking Mel Gibson telling them, like, no matter what happens, you don't let that son of a bitch walk out of there alive. Yeah. Like, fuck that. Like, he's not going to jail tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a creepy thought. And you but... see this suicidal man fight for his freaking life, you know? It's fucking and, amazing. And, and I, I keep mentioning it, but, like, I, I it really is the center focus of this film for me. Yeah, um, it really is like like because it 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 touches me in a way that uh, like I I don't I don't think a lot of people feel comfortable talking about, but um, it it really is a a life affirming story. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. And um, I'm 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 really I'm really every time I watch this movie, it gives me it gives me good feeling, and I'm glad I watch it. And I I just I just love this movie, and I watch it whenever whenever it's on TV or whatever. Yeah, uh, when it you know, and I 
I, I just like it so much. It's it's definitely the best the best of the series. Uh, oh, yeah, without a doubt. Not by much, not by much, but it really is no, the best but of the it, series. It is without a doubt the best of the series. Like my personal favorite of all of them is part three, actually. Oh really? Yeah. yeah Russo. Yes, dude. Yeah. I, I I love I absolutely adore every single moment about part three. Joe Pesci's um, best. <laughs> yes, dude. Joe Pesci with the with the blonde hair. Like, yeah. Back off, babe! Don't let the earring fool you. Like, <laughs> it, it's it, like, cause yeah, we you you tend to forget Joe Pesci doesn't show up till part two. Yeah, like, and he becomes such an integral part of the story. Like, he's such a phenomenal character as Leo gets whatever you need. Leo gets, and like <laughs> such a great such a great gag, man, and like such a contrast of a character. Like especially coming off of shit like Casino and Goodfellas, where he's Goodfellas, just mean dude. and killing the which, fuck out of people. Like, which he was shooting, he was shooting Lethal Weapon two and Goodfellas at the same time. Yes, he was. People like, tend to like back to back. how busy Pesci was back in the nineties, man. Yeah, dude. Like, and he wanted was... an, he won an Oscar for for uh, for Goodfellas. Cousin Vinny, didn't he win one for My Cousin Vinny too? Oh no, Mercy Tomei won. won that one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she like, deserved it too. She fucking very much deserved yeah. it. That's a great movie. But like, yeah, dude, like you you tend to forget like how far this movie got and how good it was and like how how each film is its own story with these familiar characters. And like it takes it to such a cool and fun and neat direction. Like people really tend to forget that part 3 came out in 1993. Like, yeah. like one, two, and three were all like two years apart. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think part one came out in, or part two came out in eighty nine or ninety. No, it came out in eighty nine, and part three came out in ninety two. Ninety three, ninety two. Yeah, and like, man, like part three and part one, and then part four came out in uh, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. Um, that, that was that was the one with uh, with Chris Rock, and uh, that was actually the finale uh, of the series. I think they that, are currently working on another one. Uh, I'm not sure if Richard Donner. I hope not. I would hope they wouldn't do another one. Like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see a 2020 Lethal Weapon 5. Like, that's just weird to me. To wrap it up, let's just wrap it up real quick. Um, Lethal Weapon is one of those movies that's just ingrained in the consciousness of pop culture and yeah, uh, very rightfully so. Uh, I grew up watching it. Uh, almost everybody I knew grew up watching it. And uh, it's it's even if you only watch the first one, it's so worth it. You shouldn't just watch the first one. You should definitely watch all four of them. Yeah. Uh, you can even watch part five and six starring uh, Mac, Charlie, and Dennis from Always Sunny. That's always great. <laughs> Those were so good, dude. Like, oh I'm God. sorry. Like, I always thought that was such a. Those episodes were so clever, and I'm I'm genuinely surprised they haven't, um, completely annihilated them yet. From what I understand, they did on Hulu. They removed the the Lethal Weapon five and six episodes because oh no, because Mac does blackface. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, okay, I get that. Like, uh, like, like it, I mean. I mean, I, I guess, like, people call me, like, a flaming liberal or whatever. I'm not a liberal. Like, I hate liberals. Liberals are pussies. But, it's, you know. you're, why, why am I a big pussy for understanding why that's offensive? Like, <laughs> it pisses me off. I'm like, dude, I'm not a bitch for understanding why that's offensive to somebody, dude. <laughs> like, 
but it's funny though it's not i mean it's funny it was a character that's the great thing about those episodes, man. Like the Always Sunny, like they're it's supposed to be something that those idiots would do. Yeah, it's supposed like, to be terrible, dude. Like you're supposed to hate it. <laughs> like they're they're yeah. I was like, they did their job. You're supposed to look at that and go, that's fucking terrible. Like <laughs> Oh, I just don't think some people get the point. Like it, it, it's it's funny how not funny it's supposed to be. <laughs> but like I, I guess we're just not ready for that kind of humor yet. I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe it, maybe it is uh, over our heads, and we're we're just not ready for that yet. Like in uh, another Back to the Future reference, but, but your kids are about gonna... to say that. I was literally about to say that one more Back to the Future reference. Yeah, like, maybe you guys aren't ready for that, but your kids are gonna love it. <laughs> yep. You know what fucking happened to me the other day? Because it's so weird that we talk about like these movies that like like nobody's like I've I've met people who haven't seen these movies. Uh. And it trips me out because I just I, I thought it was just something that people everybody's seen Lethal Weapon. Yeah. And like, dude, even the other day I was um I was talking to a friend of mine and like um they had their kid with them. And I had mentioned something about when I was a kid, I had I lost a bunch of G.I. Joe's at the beach because I, I just I was playing with them in the water. Mm-hmm. And they they look over at me and they go, What's a G.I. Joe? Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that breaks my heart. Right? I was like, what? Oh my god! And like, yeah, what's a GI Joe? And I'm like, are we here? Are we here? Like, you don't know what GI Joes are? Like, yeah. I, li- I literally had to explain, like, to, I had to explain to them, like, that when I was a kid, like, the boys played with GI Joes and the girls played with Barbies, and it's not for any other reason except because we were told that that's what we were supposed to do. And they were like, that sounds incredibly stupid. I'm like, it was incredibly stupid, but like. <laughs> Anybody could have played with them. And they were like, what do they look like? And I'm like, they were these tiny little toys and you they had little swords and guns and like they're just looking at me like I'm a jackass and I'm like rubber man waist that easily broke. (laughs) Yeah. Just looking at me like I'm an asshole and I'm like, all right, forget it. (laughs) Nobody understands. So one of my guilty pleasures uh uh is watching uh videos of people reacting to movies that they see for the first time. Oh I love and uh, I I I I totally enjoy that. One of like one of my one of my most recent guilty pleasures and I found this channel on YouTube amongst the millions and millions of channels of people watching movies for the first time for some reason this person caught my attention and is extremely endearing to me i have no idea why but uh, her name is ashley burton mm-hmm. and she has a uh, a channel called awkward ashley mm-hmm. and uh she is she's one of those people that were born in 1995 and mm-hmm. she hasn't she doesn't watch any movies because she grew up in a religious household oh, so man. like now she spends her time watching all these movies and like her reactions are just are just hilarious and funny and 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 like so, like it, it's it's just it's just something that that i enjoy watching especially for movies that i love to watch somebody else watch a movie for the first time is just it's just something that i that i really enjoy yeah. especially if, if i'm the one showing them the movie you right know? right yeah, so, it's it, it's it's such a great feeling to show somebody a movie they've never yeah. seen before. Yeah, like that's it's always a blast to do, and it's weird because like I know I know what you mean because I I used to watch because um, I'm we're both big fans of the Nostalgia Critic, but I used to watch yeah. that that one show that uh, Tamara Chambers used to do that Tamara's never yeah. seen. Oh, she still does it. Does she really? Yeah, she does. She has her own it, channel. It's it's so I haven't watched them in so long, and like it's weird for me because I don't believe her. Yeah. Like I, I find it very hard. <laughs> I, I and like I, I really like Tamara Chambers. I think she's she's really funny. Like she's, she's a, she's a 
very talented actress, like very talented cat, and like I don't believe her sometimes. I'm like, ah, oh, bullshit. <laughs> like I remember she did one that she's never seen Home Alone. I don't believe people who tell me they've never seen Home Alone. Yeah. Like I find it. Ve- I don't care what what age you are. Like I find that difficult to believe that no one ever showed you Home Alone. Yeah. Like your parents. Did, well, what did your parents? Your parents had to have taken the time to show you Home Alone. My daughters are two years and six months old. They've seen Home Alone three times. See what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it, it I, and I mean, as as a fellow, like, know it all, and I show my my stepdaughters movies all the time, and like, it for me, some movies are just like you have to show that to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you had yeah. to have seen that. Like, nobody showed that to you in school. They used to like show us that movie when they were hungover. <laughs> yeah. Just so everybody out there is listening, whenever you're. Teachers show you movies, it's because they're hungover from the night before. (laughs) I learned that as an adult who has many friends that are teachers. My wife is a teacher, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Like, no, man, like the, the reason the lights are on and the movies, the lights are off and the movies are on is because their head hurts. (laughs) Okay. You drove them to drinking on a Wednesday. Okay, guys, uh, who knows what being hungover is? Does it mean you're drunk? No, it means I was drunk yesterday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, man, so, like, it's, I, I love watching people react to these movies. Like, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon is one of those movies that it, it, it's timeless, man. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's hang them high. It's, it's fucking the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, some movies, some action films are just forever. Like Lethal Weapon is a forever action film. Yeah, like it, it, it and, really is. And it, and it's and it's not just it's not just a skin deep uh, action film either. It's 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 got heart, mm-hmm. and it's got character, and it's got motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each each and every one of them does. Yeah, the 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 yeah, and especially this one. Um, and if if you love the, the the Riggs character, like just watching his growth and his 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 character change from part one, part two, especially going on to part four, yeah. is just is just a a, a treat to it's watch very, him. It's very heartwarming. Yeah, to, to like to especially like, part three, especially part three, like yeah, his, you know. But uh, uh, I, I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, we, we will be talking about the rest of those movies because those movies deserve to be talked about. In, but, in, um, in yeah. length, man. Like. But uh, like what we brought up, uh, it is a holiday season and it is a, a tough time for a lot of people. And I just want everybody out there to know that no matter how alone you may feel that you are, no matter what you feel, there's always somebody to listen. And if anybody has any... Um, any dark feelings or any uh, uh, dark thoughts, there's always an ear to the that's out there to listen. I want to give out the National Suicide Prevention Hotline for anybody. It's free. It's confidential, and uh, who you know who knows? Like it, it'll it'll help you out for whatever you need. One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. If you guys uh, need any any help on that front, especially during the holidays, I know it's especially tough for some people. And uh, don't be afraid to hit us up on the page too, guys. Like let's talk yeah. movies sometimes, man. Like if if it ever get if if you're ever in that dark place, let's talk some movies together. Hit us yeah. up, man. 
Yeah, and, and we'll be more than happy. Like, we don't have to talk about what you're going through in life. We don't have to talk about uh, uh, anything that you're going through. We'll just take your mind off for, for for a certain amount of time. We'll talk movies. We'll shoot the shit. Listen to some of our shows. Hopefully, it'll get your mind off things for a little, little bit. But, yeah, man. Ask, uh, ask us about films, man. We know the good ones and the bad ones. Yep. It's never, ever uh, wrong or a, a weakness it doesn't show weakness if you ask for help. Yeah, and it sure shit doesn't. It's not a weakness to feel the, that way either, man. Yeah, like don't ever think that, man. Like, it's it's there's there are better things to come, man. Who knows? You know, yep. you, the the family you're waiting to have dinner with might be around the corner. It, it was it was waiting there for Martin Riggs. Yep. <laughs> Remember, guys, you got to stick around to watch the Snyder Cut, man. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So, don't, don't let Whedon get. Don't let Joss Whedon get away with this. Yeah. <laughs> what time uh, is this execution? By the way. Exactly. I'll buy HBO Max for that. Yeah, man. I'm, so I'm, so, I'm bitter. I'm so, so bitter. Are you I, now? I really couldn't tell. <laughs> I feel bad, dude, because like I grew up a fan of the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie and TV show. Yeah, and, and I'm like, yeah, I liked everything up until somebody handed you the pen and told you to write Batman. Oy. You ruined it. Uh, anyway, oh, fucking so, uh, fucker. So yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> what a way to start the holiday season on the Movie Know It All podcast. Uh, right? Are the cups so- of Starbucks red? <laughs> Are the Trump supporters mad about that yet? Because they've got oh. a lot to be mad about this year. That's one of the things that I look forward to every year. <laughs> it's uh, just, the best. It's the best gift I could have ever gotten. Just <laughs> like, like I, I, I go back to Joshua Firestein's uh, uh, Facebook page every year just to see him get pissed off at Starbucks cups. <laughs> I, I, um, how do I put this as nicely as I possibly can? I, the only reason that I've never wished cancer on that guy, Joshua Firestein. <laughs> Is because I don't think it's fair to cancer. <laughs> and cancer killed yeah. my dad. <laughs> That's yeah. how much knowing I dislike him, that guy. Knowing him, he'll beat it and he'll use that as freaking like motivation to do even more assholeish things. I think he's you one know? of the most scumfuck pieces of shit on the planet. And every time he talks, it makes my stomach twist. Like Dude, zoom out. Him. Use a tripod. Don't get so close. Like it, so it's bad enough. I have to hear his horrible voice, then I got to look at his stupid face, and it it sucks because like I don't like to watch his videos, but every time somebody puts one up, it's like a fucking conservative watching Howard Stern. Like, oh, I got to hear what this dumb fucking idiot has to say. <laughs> like, God, I hate him, and like I just I want him. Like, I just hope something horrifically stupid happens to him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a brick falls on his head. Like it's I a random brick. Steps on a Lego. I hope like I he. I, wanna... I hope he steps on a Lego and he gets an infection in his foot that kills him. He's a scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 God, I wish I wasn't so hateful. But like I, I know it's the holiday season, guys. Don't, don't look at, don't look at me for inspiration. Like I can't stand that guy. Speaking of being hateful, my friend. Um, what do you think is the most is the most uh, uh, famous Christmas time story ever told? Aside from the uh, you know the whole Jesus thing, <laughs> the whole you know the whole Jesus thing. Yeah, you know the uh, reason for the season and shit. It, it would probably I'd have to say it would probably be um, a Christmas Carol. 
Oh, awesome. Cool, man. Uh, I was going to say Scrooge, but you know, let's say <laughs> that is, that is a Christmas Carol. <laughs> let's do Scrooge. What do you say, man? Next week we do Scrooge. Scrooge. Now there's so many Scrooges we could do. Yeah. Like, there's the one with Patrick Stewart. There's the one with Jim Carrey. And then <laughs> I'd rather not. Think, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Bill Murray. Yes, sir. Bill Murray and what's that again? Mr. Richard Donner coming back to to direct. Uh, we're doing another Richard Donner movie. <laughs> I, feel, I feel I feel a Shane Black Richard Donner themed right this holiday season. The year of the, the Black Donner. That's the Black. There you go. The year of the Black Donner. Because I mean, we yeah. did we did one Christmas action film, and I feel. That maybe in a few weeks we should put on our cowboy hats and yippee kaye this motherfucker and put yeah, that right? put that tail to bed all together. However, let's tell a really good one next week, yeah. and let's fucking let's do Scrooged, man. Bill yeah. Murray Scrooged, one of my fucking all time personal favorite, if not my ultimate favorite Christmas movie. And one of the one of the one of the last movies that Bill Murray actually gave a damn for. <laughs> I know he was actually having fun with. So come yeah. join us next week, guys, and put a little love in your heart. <laughs> you know it, bro. You know it. Where can <laughs> where can they they uh they they find us, my friend? Where where can uh, uh whenever they want to hear our our uh, lovely radio voices, our smooth chocolatey voices, you yes. can. You can hear I've I've heard us on Podbean and, and Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify. We're everywhere, man. We're all over the place. We're like COVID and we're everywhere you look. <laughs> yeah, Only don't no, get, don't get no mask required for listening though. There's no mask required nope. for listening to us, man. But check us out. Find us wherever find podcasts are sold and subscribe, <laughs> subscribe, subscribe. Yes, sir. We are uh, we premiere every Wednesday at five o'clock on RGVTitanRadio.com where you can listen time. to all different kind all different kinds of local music. Uh, playing their country uh, rock rap all that shit is uh, on rgvtitanradio.com you can catch us uh, every week on Wednesday 5pm premiering our brand new episode then if for some reason you haven't you haven't uh, uh, you are unable to, to hear it live as it premieres you can catch us on one of those fine podcast providers that Bob just mentioned you know what the best part about us as 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 a radio station is Will what is that is that we don't invite people onto our show mm-hmm. and then kick them off for having different political views. I think that's really <laughs> cool about you and me. I think that's yeah. really cool about of us. We don't, we don't tell people they can come on our, our show, our radio show. Uh, we don't tell them to come onto the radio and talk about their music and their art that they created and then tell them, no, nah, never mind, because yeah. you didn't support the jackass I supported in the election. Because that's just not rock and roll, dude. It's not rock that, and roll. That, that's not rock and roll, all. dude. No, man. What, like, what's so cool about that, man? Like, it, like, that's about as cool as driving a tour bus that ZZ Top used to drive, supposedly. Yeah. <laughs> at least that's what they told me at the dealership slash junkyard. <laughs> we're not picking on anybody specifically, guys. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not picking we're not. On, any, like, on any one jackass that's on a radio station preaching his stupidity and saying that you know voter fraud is a thing and that you know the orange foreskin won the election because my feelings are hurt we're not making fun of any 
yeah, any no, anybody no, in particular. I was never in a music video for anybody that would do something <laughs> like that. Because you would never associate with anybody like that. Now, would I you? would. Neither would I. Like I would never do a thing like that. It's so, so dumb. <laughs> with that being said, I'm Will. I'm Bob. Is that my friends was the movie Old Old Podcast? You're on RGB Titan Radio. We are the 956. Have a good one, guys. Later, Dad. Are you looking for great local music? Then tune in to RGBTitanRadio.com. We play everything local, like hip hop, rock, and country. If you want your music played on our radio station, then send your music to playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Once more, that's playmymusic at rgbtitanradio.com. Be sure to send MP3 files that include the names of the track, album, and band or artist along with cover art. rgbtitanradio.com. We are the 956.